This podcast discusses violence, drug use, and other adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to another episode of Breaking Pod. We are coming at you with Season 4, Episode 9, titled Bug. Simply just a three-letter word for the title of this episode. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, co-founder of this podcast, co-founder of the entire Vernacular Podcast Network, just a truly amazing person oh and human. Goodness. Zach, Zach is on the line. Zach, how are you? Good. I'm just laughing. I, I know that you remembered my last question about how you just try to always outdo it each time. So you're just, you're just uh, trying to make it more and more grandiose each time. I, I appreciate yeah, I that. Think Thank you. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the lead on the final episode we do of <laughs> you know season five episode sixteen and I, it'll the, the first fifteen minutes of the podcast will just be uh, superlatives <laughs> for for you as a co-host. Oh my co-founder. Goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I need to I need to step up my game introducing you. Be, That's okay. be, you can be on the say. lookout for that next time. Just I, co-founder. I, I will <laughs> definitely. <is> totally fine. <laughs> I will definitely include some uh, some mention of your poofy hair. Yes. Oh, yes, please. So it's uh, it's gotten even bigger mm. every every day. gets Can't a wait. little bit bigger. Can't wait. Yeah. Well, here we are to talk about, uh, you know, season four, episode nine. We are coming to the end of this season. We only have four episodes left after this. It's going to come to a, a very exciting conclusion. But unfortunately, today we have to talk about this episode, which I guess it's only unfortunate if you believe what we've referenced a couple times before on this podcast, the ringers ranking of breaking bad episodes bug has ranked 61st out of mm, 62 total breaking great. bad episodes not, not great. great you know i don't i don't think it's as bad as that i don't think it's i mean uh, i should we should copy this by saying that you know the worst breaking bad episode is better than most episodes of tv so you're not you're not getting Agreed. something bad yeah but i don't think it's the the second worst episode of the series i actually find uh, there to be some redeeming things in here including a very uh, tense and sort of brutal ending to the episode yeah i agree with that uh that last part that you said i do think this is definitely a bottom 10 episode and probably a bottom five episode for me in breaking bad uh there's some there's some things we can talk about but the whole uh the whole like skylar trying to um fake out the irs is a weird storyline um the sniper scene i have a lot of problems with (laughs) Uh, and we, we can talk about all of that, but uh, yeah, I, 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 ingen- I agree with the direction of the ringers ranking, if not the actual like numerical assignment. Yeah. You know, I, I do think that the the appearance of Ted Beneke definitely brings mm, it down. Any, yeah. any, any Ted Beneke appearance uh, should bring the episode ranking down, down, down. He Good will not Ted. be earning my MVP vote for this episode. Spoiler alert for the end of our episode. He will not earn my mvp vote zach should we get into our two minute summary this is a, actually a pretty short one yeah so it this might be, might be a, like a 30 uh, second summary, 30 but second yeah, summary. Yeah. let's do it all right so this is the two minute summary for bug ted tells skylar that the irs is auditing him skylar worries that as ted's bookkeeper she too and by association walt could be investigated hank's research uncovers gus's depot so jesse is brought in to help clean and move all the product out of it gus calls the cartel giving into their demands, and ask Jesse if he can cook Walt's formula. Walt and Jesse get into a major fight over their trust issues. All right, Zach, that's it. That's the summary for this one. Yeah, that might be the worst two-minute summary we've ever had. That's bad. It's, it's bad. Are you willing to give it an F? Uh, D minus? I mean, it does cover some points. Yeah. I mean, an F, I guess, would just be, would be nothing? I don't know. I'll go D. 
I'll go D. Uh, yeah, I'm kind yeah, of I'm kind of actually against um, you know, directional qualifiers on D grades because D, you know, D plus D minus doesn't really matter. A D is a D. A D a yeah. D says that I couldn't quite bring myself to fail you, but this is really really bad work. Right. You you barely barely scrape by. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, I'll give this one a D. I mean, so first of all, it's very short. There is a lot of nuance here that needs to be wrapped in and simply is overlooked. Um, the, I mean, even something as simple as Skylar worrying that is Ted's bookkeeper, she too, and by association, <laughs> well, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty tortured English sentence there uh, that doesn't really capture um, you know, the dialogue that we see. I think my biggest issue with this Walt and Jesse get into a major fight over their trust issues. That's really <laughs> how we're going to characterize that climactic final fight at the end. I mean, you know, spoiler, we're about to play this audio. And uh, <laughs> at the end, you know, Walt, Walt barely climbs to his feet. And Jesse says, can you walk? And, and Walt basically grunts yes. And Jesse says, then get the F out of here and never come back. Yeah. Right. I mean, there, there's a lot more going on there than just them getting into a fight over their trust issues. So a little, a little tiff over there, uh, a little trust issues. <laughs> right. yeah. Oh my goodness. It's not great. And, and the other thing that I, you know, it totally leaves out the, the thing about this, the sniper it leaves out that whole scene, which, which plays a, which plays a big part in sort of Jesse's mentality of the whole thing. He's pretty much like, what, what am I, what am I into here? Like, am I just going to get shot at? Yeah, you know, going to to do these things with Mike, and and so that's completely uh, looked over in this in this thing, and and I think it doesn't really get into sort of the 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 real trouble that Ted Beneke is in. You know, it's like it's like Skyler, you know, in this thirty second summary comes, you know, it says that she worries about this. It's not just that the IRS is auditing him; it's that. Ted is really in, in deep trouble with his financial situation. And that really could, you know, if better explained in the 30 second summary could give you a better idea of the kind of trouble that Skylar and Walt could be in based on this. It's like, okay, uh, we know that he, you know, cooked the books a little bit that Skylar helped him with that. But the summary doesn't do any justice to like the trouble that he's in. Yeah, totally. Totally agree. I mean, what Skylar says is, you know, you're going to be investigated, your phone records subpoenaed, your financial records subpoenaed, your travel records, et cetera. And not just you, but everyone around you, everyone who's, who's involved, et cetera. And so, you know, if, if the investigation is to that level, that's a huge problem for Walton Scudder, obviously. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll talk a little bit more about that. You know, that's what, that's my best moment for the, for this episode. But, um, I think we can just jump right into best scene here. Um, Zach, do you want to, do you want to, I think we, we have the, the same scene here. I know you have an honorable mention. So uh, if you want to touch on your honorable mention first, and then we'll go into the, the best scene that we both chose, which was, which was the, the fight at the end of the episode. Yeah, sounds good. So my honorable mention is that sniper scene that you already talked about, Josh, and it's a very dramatic scene. I love the face off with between Gus and the sniper at the end where the sniper is shooting Gus's guys or shooting at Gus's guys, definitely killed one of them. And Gus just, walks out there directly towards the sniper fire and is totally fearless even though bullets are you know kicking up the ground around him and then just stands and raises his his hands out like come and get me yeah um and and that's it i mean it was clearly a message from the cartel they're trying to threaten guns etc but he knew what it was and he he did not back down so just reference our previous the previous episode right the control theme 
and uh and Gus's backstory with Hector and the cartel. Um, and, and that's how we get where we are there. So I really like that part of the scene. However, I didn't choose that scene as my best, and I'll just jump ahead here a little bit. Um, some nits to pick with that scene. First of all, I mean the whole scene is kind of ridiculous. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I have a nit to pick too. And you might already, you might you might say it first, but um, yeah, go for it. So I mean, one of mine, I've I've two major nits to pick with this, but one of mine, I'm gonna go all Dexter here. The blood spatter is all wrong from the guy who's shot. So if you if you're watching it, the way he's the 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 direction from which he's shot based on the blood spatter hitting the truck to his left is clearly from the right-hand side of where Jesse is looking. So like looking out towards the sniper, right on the right-hand side is where the, the gun is clearly positioned. But when you see the sniper have Jesse in his sights, he's like straight on, and as opposed to you know coming from Jesse's right. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing. More egregiously, though, is the fact that this sniper has like killer aim and took out the one dude who was just carrying out a you know a box and took him out in the head with the headshot um and then jesse's standing there like motionless for like 20 seconds and doesn't get shot at all completely unbelievable and ridiculous yeah yeah my my nit to pick with this with this scene is that yes i realize that gus that they're not trying to shoot gus that they're sort of shooting at his feet like they're They've probably been instructed do not kill Gus, and and as you mentioned, he the the sniper clearly has good aim, but it's always ridiculous to me when I see a scene where people are shooting at the feet. It's like something could go wrong there. Like you could hit his leg, you could hit his foot. Yeah, you no, know, I and, mean ricochets. That's a real thing. And it's just like the the sort of you know even if you're not, even if you know, even if Gus knows that he's not going to get shot to be killed. Like the way that he's walking out there, it's like it's a little bit, you know, unbelievable. A little bit cowboy just, for you, huh? Yeah, yeah. And I sort of half expected him to, you know, raise up his arms and and pull like a Russell Crowe and Gladiator and say, "Are you not entertained?" You know, like when he's when he's out there, you know, just sort of defying everybody else. It, to me, it was just a, it's a little bit stray. It's a little bit like movie silly, you know, to, for someone to walk in a spray of bullets in front of you. It's just not human nature to want to be in the way of danger like that. That's fair. Um, yeah, that, that scene was just a, a little over the top, I think. But um, my actual Bessie nomination, I agree with you on this one. This is the fight at the end. And if you're okay, I'll just uh, play some of the audio right here. Can you walk? Get the fuck out of here and never come back. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's pretty powerful, and, and I and I think that this the scene is like it's it's not a it's not like a quick like two hit fight. I mean, they are like they're not like the most skilled fighters. I mean, it, <laughs> definitely it, not. It's sort of sort of like watching two uh, toddlers just sort of like slap at each other, but but they are really hurting each other. I mean, like they're really using different pieces of furniture. They're really like getting into it, and and it's it's brutal to watch because you know, they, they had, I think I, I was reading about, I was reading a little bit about this. Like if you remember back in an earlier season, they had a, they had a fight before that was m more comical. It was like, they weren't really fighting, but this is like whatever fighting ability they have, they are going for it here. And it's, it's just hard to watch because it's sort of like you always sort of have this idea that Jesse and Walt are on the same page. And here clearly we're seeing that, 
Jesse is severing his tie with Walt. Like he just is not, he's just not going to have it anymore from Walt. And Walt is the same way. He just does not trust Jesse anymore. So I, yes, there, you know, going back to our, our two minute summary or 30 second summary. Yes. I, be, I do believe it is partly about trust, but you know, the, the idea that it's just about their trust issues is, is not exactly the, the correct way to phrase that. Well, I think one of the tragedies of this scene is that neither character knows the extent to which the other character has actually gone to bat for them, right? Yeah. So Jesse doesn't understand how Walt has said to Gus, if you kill Jesse, you have to kill me too. And Walt has no idea that, that Jesse said the exact same thing to Gus literally the night before, right? I mean, all he knows yeah. is you were at Gus's house and you didn't poison him. What? You must want me to die, et cetera. You sent me to my death. Yeah. I think he says you signed my death warrant, right? Um, and, but in reality, in fact, I'll just play that scene right now because this is, I think, an important one to understand. This is the context uh, of Jesse's conversation or this is the context of the conversation between Jesse and Walt. This is the night before when Jesse's at Gus's house. You want to you wanna talk like men? Let's talk like men. You kill Mr. White, you're going to have to kill me too. That is not what I asked you. You are here because circumstances with the cartel are untenable, and I need your help. And so, um, first of all, I mean, I chose that scene as best writing because I think uh, it, the dialogue is great. The, the face-off between those two actors, between uh, Esposito and Aaron Paul, are just, is just really, really good. But Jesse there is sticking up for Walt. You kill Walt, you're going to have to kill me too. And so Walt doesn't realize that. Walt just thinks that Jesse is now, um, you know, just the guy who's doing Gus's bidding and Jesse's now going to go down to Mexico, etc. And so neither character knows the extent to which the other is actually set up for them. They're just assuming the worst of each other and that they're really only in it for themselves, which sadly, I mean, which fortunately is not true, but which sadly neither of them know that's not true. Yeah, and and the other thing too, and and we can just roll this right into my best writing because it happens right before the fight. But it's like Walt has no regard for the fact that Jesse is is scared. Like it's not just that he didn't kill Gus. It's like that he is scared that he has to go to Mexico or potentially have to go to Mexico to teach people down there how to make this blue meth. And and Walt again as he's done so many times with Jesse, just completely overlooks someone else's feelings and, and their experiences for the sake of his own. And so I don't know if you want to play that. That it, It's comical the way that it's played, which is why I picked it as my best writing. But it also, you know, is very much in character for Jesse to be like outwardly nervous, you know, with, with his situation. Yeah, I totally agree. And here's, uh, I couldn't play the whole thing just for sake of time, but here's the beginning of that, uh, that kind of nervous monologue from Jesse. Okay, so uh, word has come down that they, they want me to go to Mexico. There's some, some sort of war brewing between Gus and the, and the cartel. Word has come down? The, the cartel has been has been messing with Gus's operation, like Jack and trucks to like send a message. And you know, yesterday, that dude we brought to the lab. I mean, they they, they shot him right in front of me. I mean, just blew his head open. I mean, some sniper nailed him from like a mile away. Yeah. So do you I think th that, 
go ahead. Yeah, do you think that Jess, do you think that Walt here thinks that Jesse is BSing him? Like, is there is there part of him that thinks, you know, that Jesse's just making this up? And, I, and that he's just making an excuse. Yeah, it's a it's a really good question. I honestly don't even know if Walt's gotten that far. I don't even know if Walt really cares about whether or not it's true, right? I think for him, it's enough to know that Jesse saw Gus and didn't kill Gus, right? Because that right. that's yeah, yeah. that's all he needs to know. And so, what strikes me about that whole scene, and I didn't play this part because Jesse goes on and monologues for probably another solid minute. Right. And it, it is comical. He's like, so uh, word has come down. <laughs> um, but but, you know, Jesse goes through this very tortured monologue. He's clearly super nervous. This is kind of like, you know, the father son thing, like the son asking the father for advice. And the only thing Walt says at the conclusion of that is. So you saw Gus. And so basically, Walt's not listening to anything Jesse is saying. He's just looking for confirmation that Jesse was actually with Gus last night. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, he might think Jesse's BSing it, but I think it's more likely he's not even, that's not even a concern to him or even a question in his mind. It's, it's like, the, it, you know, for him, it's the wrong question to ask. Yeah. It, it's just another like sad moment in their relationship where again, Walt just has total and complete disregard for, for anybody that's not him. Like he only cares that Jesse follows through with the plan to, to kill Gus and so that Walt and his family are safe. I mean, he doesn't care if Jesse, I mean, maybe he might care if Jesse's collateral damage, but that's not his primary concern. Yeah, exactly. I know that you, you know, now that we're talking about best writing, I know that you, uh, you had some choice lines from, from his monologue. If you want to share those. <laughs> I, I did. So my favorite line from Jesse's monologue is when, you know, one of his concerns that he articulates to Walt is that <laughs> what if what if when I'm down there in Mexico, what if all the equipment is in Mexican instead of English? <laughs> Which just is funny because he doesn't realize that it's Spanish and not Mexican, <laughs> but also like what is he talking about the the writing on the equipment? Is he talking about like manuals? What is he talking about? I don't, I don't know. even know. Or like, is he talking about, you know, the metric system versus right. the English system? I don't know. Oh, Zach, uh, I don't even think he's considered that. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. He's going to be very concerned when he gets down there and everything <laughs> is in, you know, meters, centimeters, you know, everything like that. He's going to be uh, in a world of hurt. <laughs> well, I'm just glad to see that Jesse is as good at Spanish as we are, Josh. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Zach, I think that covers our best scene and we, we touched on best writing. I don't know if you had anything else to add about Jesse at Gus's house, but I think you sort of rolled uh, with that into our, into our conversation here. Yeah, yeah, I think I covered that. I mean, in my, my pick for best moment, it's a little light. I mean, this is a kind of a testament to um, the weakness of this episode in general. There weren't very good, or very many good best moments to choose from. Yeah, so you, you want to share your your best moment and then I'll share mine? Sure, yeah. Mine's very simple. Uh, it's uh, when Walt is trying to connect with Jesse outside the laundromat. And so he asks Jesse for a smoke, a cigarette, which he has never done to date in the show. And then he you know lights up with Jesse, just, just trying to do some bonding. Really, what, what he's trying to get is information from Jesse. And they have this pretty funny exchange. You got to inhale, by the way. That's at the very end. And that's, of course, after uh, Jesse explains to Walt that he's going to go home and watch TV and specifically ice road truckers <laughs> about <laughs> about truckers that drive on ice roads. And then Walt is uh, Walt is smoking his cigarette like a cigar. And so 
Jesse's just like, yeah, got inhaled by the way. <laughs> it was pretty yeah, funny. It's, it's a great little moment. Yeah. Well, my, my best moment for this episode, uh, we can talk a little bit more about because it's the other big piece of the episode, but it's the Skyler and Ted Beneke. Yeah, I was going to say it, it features your uh, your pres- presumptive MVP nominee, right? <laughs> yeah, right, Ted right, exactly. Yeah. Well, we'll play this little scene where it's basically where Skyler realizes that she's an accomplice to Ted and and what he's done at, at uh, you know, their their com- their company. My name. My signatures are all over those books. Skyler, I'm I'm accountable, not you. Let me explain what's going to happen here, okay? Once the CID sees this as willful tax fraud, they are going to build the strongest possible case against you. And once they start down that path, they have an 80% conviction rate. That's because they're allowed to monitor your mail and tap your phones. And not just you, Ted. Everyone involved in those books. Yeah, so this is a really interesting scene because it it, it brings to light a couple of things. First of all, Ted Beneke is a horrible businessman. I, I don't Agreed, know how yes. he how has he kept this company afloat, you know, ever since I guess he took over from it's a family business, but it's just amazing that that this company he doesn't even seem to understand like the the nuances of an audit, which if yeah. you're a CEO of a company, you would think you might understand or at least have your finance person explain to you. I guess this finance person was Skylar and she's gone now. I, I just feel like the the whole thing is it's a little bit silly on its face because can Ted really be this dumb? Maybe. Or is Skylar really this smart? Maybe. But it just goes to show you that, you know, despite all of their efforts to sort of like, you know, stay out of trouble in other ways, like this is now coming back to bite them. And I just really enjoy this, this moment from Skylar more so than Ted. Oh yeah, this is, this is definitely hundred percent Skylar uh, and zero percent Ted Beneke. Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I don't really have much more to say on this moment. I think it was a, a good moment as well. Um, I, it does obviously set up this set up set the stage for the subsequent moment where she, um, you know, acts it up for the IRS inspector. And right. I think that gets a little bit cheesy. Um, yeah. But I do like this moment too, where, yeah, I mean, you think, uh, you think Skyler had that second job, et cetera. You don't think that's going to create any more trouble beyond simply. Skyler having the affair, which of course is bad enough, but is not the same thing as literally, you know, inviting an IRS investigation into your phone, financial records, all that stuff. So it's bad news. Yeah, I think she's probably regretting the IFT moment because she's I, that's like, probably true. You're really with this stupid guy, he's so dumb, <laughs> he's so dumb. And I just love how he's like, you know, she's like, all right, after she gets him, basically after she convinces the auditor which is my other nit to pick, by the way, that is like the otter really that stupid that he will fall for the fact that Skylar is this, this, you know, dumb, you know, uh, Valley girl type person who didn't, right. who uses QuickBooks, which I think is a funny moment. She's like, I use QuickBooks, you know, like that's how I, you know, balance the books here. Yeah. Um, so my, my another nit to pick is like, I don't really buy that necessarily, but after well, she gets it, them off, she's like, and I use QuickBooks and it, it wasn't red when I put it in. So that means it's good. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, so maybe it's possible he buys that. And and basically, the conclusion is that, Ted, all you have to do at this point is pay back the money you owe, right. and then done. I love the moment when when Ted's like, I don't have the money. I don't have $600,000. And Skylar says, 
sell the BMW or sell the Mercedes or whatever fancy car. And he's like, I don't have that car anymore. And he gets into like the clunker. Yes. And he like, it's like, it's like a Saul Goodman level clunker. Yeah. It's just a great like visual moment because he's like, I can't do that. And she's like, well, why not? And then you see him drive away in this, uh, (laughs) you know, piece of crap car, which I think is, it's just funny, but it, it goes to show you that like, he really is bad at his job. Like he's really in a hole here. And you know that this is going to set like it, it might be cheesy in this episode. It certainly is in certain points. But as a moment, it is going to pay dividends as we move forward in the series. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, it, it, that that whole storyline will feature prominently in Ted's fate. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, I will also say I do appreciate how this story sequence kind of flips what I see as the the sort of traditional gender understanding right i think it's very common to see a savvy man get caught up in a relationship with a uh, less savvy woman and that ends up being his downfall and that's kind of like a cliche i think in film and literature but in this case it's totally the opposite right i mean skylar is the savvy one who really knows what she's doing ted is a complete bumbling moron and it's it's him that's messing up stuff for her rather than the other way around so i appreciate how um, how you know the how Gilligan and company didn't just fall into a sexist uh, trope in that way. Yeah. yeah, that's nice, Zach. I think that that will cover my best moments. So we're on to nits to pick. Do you have any other nits to pick in this episode? I, I think I've I've picked out mine. Yeah, I do have one, and that is uh, the fight that we talked about at the end. So it's the fight starts with Jesse throwing the tracker at Walt. Yeah, and if you watch him throw it, the tracker clearly hits Walt on the left side of the face. Yeah. And then when we see his face again, the gash is on the right side of the face. Ooh, continuity. Pretty major continuity error. Yeah. 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 That's bad. Uh, it's probably not something you would see on a first watch or may, may not pay attention to, but yeah, I love catching those continuity things. It's yeah, fun. Yeah. All right. What do you have? All right, Zach, anything else? Yeah. I think, I think I've covered all mine. You know, it okay, was just, cool. it was the, uh, yeah, it was the auditor thing. And then the Gus walking towards the bullets. Those were my two major nitpicks for this episode. Zach, that will take us to our MVP vote for this episode. Again, we have Jesse and Walt tied at the top with 20 apiece. Will we break the tie in this episode? Find out, Zach, who is your MVP? Well, I'll, for- at, least, I'll at least break the tie to start, and I'm going to go with Jesse. I think, uh, you know, Walt does a great job, but Jesse has the meeting with Gus, and he has the fight with Walt at the end. Uh, he does very well in both of those. Um, he also has the sniper fodder scene uh at gus's warehouse and we didn't even talk about this but he has this nice long monologue with mike in the uh in the warehouse um that's that's very well done i think and he's just sort of saying like there's lots of angles to the question about whether or not to kill hank and then mike says would you have a problem if we did and he basically says who cares what i think and it, and it ends there um so we didn't even talk about that at all but that's another credit i think to uh to jesse in this episode so i'm going to go with Aaron Paul as Jesse. Well, Zach, I'm going to extend the lead by another one because I'm going to give it to Jesse as well for all the reasons you mentioned. I just think that his storyline also propels the plot forward in in the strongest way. And, you know, him and and his relationship with, with Mike and with Gus and, you know, is he, is he not going to have to go to Mexico? You know, what's going to happen there? And will the divide between Walton and Jesse grow further? That is going to be a major plot point in the next couple episodes as we wrap up this season. All right. So 22 for Jesse and 20 for Walt. 
not quite pulling away with it yet, but he is ahead by two. As we wrap up season four, episode nine, Bug, Zach, anything we missed on this episode? I don't think so. I think we covered it pretty well, Josh. All right. Well, we love to hear from our listeners. So if you have anything you'd like to share with us that we can share on the podcast, please reach out to us at breakingpod at vernacularpodcast.com. Again, that is breakingpod at vernacularpodcast.com. Please reach out to us. We will be back soon. I think in less than a week with season four, episode 10 called Salute, which is a very fun episode. And then we are into uh, a really fun, exciting end to this season four. It's going to be good. As always, for Breaking Pod, I'm Josh. And I'm Zach. We'll talk to you soon.